We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fucking ball. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast, brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. It is our November Patrons' Choice episode, that time of month where it is just me on mic relaying the takes, the reactions, the opinions of our beloved Patreon group. A big shout-out to our Big Screen Sports Patreon group. Uh, without them, this show could not exist. We would not be here every week talking about sports movies. Big shout-out to our producer-level patrons. That's Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D., Ryan Yeager, Mike Dries, James Kowalewski, and Chris Mykoski. But a big shout-out to the Patreon group as a whole. Uh, I am pretty much, at this point, almost turning over the the scheduling of the show to those patrons. Uh, they've, you know, they've picked a great November slate. We've got a great December slate going over. Uh, if you are interested in supporting the show, uh, and and choosing these movies, voting on patrons' choice topics, which we're going to talk about today, uh, voting on movies covered by the show, voting on listener questions episode, any input like that, go to patreon.com slash sports. You can support this show and essentially pick the content, folks. We're here to talk about what you want to talk about, uh, which is what we're doing today with patrons' choice and is what we're going to be doing really with the month of December. Uh, we have Point Break coming up, which is voted on by the patrons and a a resounding defeat as the sports movie to be covered, uh, the sport being both surfing and bank robbery, uh, two sports that go hand in hand. We have a, a barn burner of a vote in the, the Christmas movie. I threw up a vote for a Christmas movie. Uh, I gave three choices, The Holiday, Die Hard, which is a Christmas movie, and Just Friends. We're in a dead heat, Die Hard and Just Friends. Maybe we'll just do them both. I already have great guests lined up for both of them, so might be a thing we both do. Also, next week's episode, uh, Mike Schubert, the aforementioned Mike Schubert, the hardest working man in podcasting, is going to be joining me to cover Mystery Alaska. Mystery Alaska is a movie that I have not seen, so I'm looking forward to watching that one. I've I've been told by by patrons, by non-patrons, by just people who like sports movies in general, that that is a hockey movie 
that I need to see highly underrated. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, shout out Connor McNeilis, especially, uh, he has been, he's been on me about it. I put that up to a vote for a, a hockey movie to be watched by the podcast and the Patreon. They chose mystery Alaska. So we have that one coming out very soon. Really looking forward to that. Before we dive into today's Patron's Choice episode, uh, if you have not yet and you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I would assume you really like this podcast if you're listening to the Patron's Choice episode, uh, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and a review. Shout out to uh, Backcourt50 for leaving a our most recent five-star review. The subject line, fantastic. That's always appreciated. And shout out to everyone who's left those five-star reviews. Those do help the podcast grow. If you enjoy the show, recommend it to a friend. That's something you don't even have to join the Patreon. Just tell someone, hey, this podcast talks about sports movies. Talks about really, we, we've got into pretty much anything. I mean, our, our last episode was was talking spelling bee, talking bad words. Uh, we talked Little Giants, those classic 90 sports movies. Did that in November. Uh, we talked about sports movie dickheads. We've pretty much, we, we talk about it all in this show. So if you're enjoying it, someone else might enjoy it too. Shoot him a text, give him a call, call people. Calling is, is kind of falling out of fashion. I enjoy a good phone call, depending on who it's from. But uh, call them. Say, hey, you might enjoy this podcast. They've talked about some movies you like. They've talked about some movies you hate. Dig in. So I uh, appreciate everyone who, who shares the show. Shout out to my guy, Aaron Figueroa, who told me that he shared the show to people that he was drinking red wine with this past weekend. So love red wine. Love sharing the show. Okay, patron's choice. What is patron's choice? If you might be new here, if this might be your first patron's choice episode every month, on the Big Screen Sports Patreon group, we throw out a couple sports movie topics. Uh, those are often suggested by the patrons as one of the ones we have is today, um, or it's just something that I throw out that I want to hear some takes on. Uh, basically, with Patrons' Choice, you, the listeners, are stuck 24-7 with, with my takes on this show about sports movies. And the great thing about sports movies, there's lots of debate. People have favorites. People have least favorites. So with these topics, we're we're hearing back from the patrons. This is y'all's chance to to let me know your takes. Let the, the people, let the other listeners know your takes. It's something that I have really enjoyed since we started this Patreon group. Might be, honestly, my favorite part about the Patreon group is, is doing these episodes. So uh, I threw out... For our first topic today, I threw out the topic of best opening scene of sports movie. We talked about kind of the best big chill scenes, um, but which sports movie has the the best opener? That is from credits, you know, credits and and we go. Um, with me personally, I like a little bit of exposition. I, I made a quick top five list for myself personally. I like a little, you know, exposition. I like it obviously when the scene is cool or when it, you know, has has some different sort of aspect other than just nice scenery and and the the names of our stars and the credits. But um, I really like when it kind of sets up some plot. If we can get some plot, some general direction in the first couple minutes, I think that's a really big deal. I really enjoy that because that's that's one thing with sports movies is we need we need that reason to care kind of quickly a little more different than than some other movies where we're just like letting things play out like i recently saw house of gucci which was fucking awesome but we didn't really need any plot exposition early we were just kind of like hey these people are doing outlandish accents we have these awesome set pieces we have lady gaga we have driver we have pacino we have jeremy irons we have all this stuff like let's just let's just enjoy this with sports movies a lot of times we need we need a little little oomph, little little reason to care so um, that, that's, that's where it goes for me. But before I get to my list, I'm going to, uh, relay what, what our beloved patrons are saying, what their favorite opening scenes are. 
We're going to lead off with my buddy, Danny Weiser. Danny is the host of the Rank Kings podcast, a podcast that I've appeared on recently. We talked about baseball movies, ranked our, our best baseball movies. And we have another episode coming up that we're recording actually in, in a couple days that I am I'm very, very excited about. I'm not going to spoil it here, uh, but I will post a clip from that episode on the Big Screen Sports feed here coming up real soon. Um, the Danny and the rankings, they do an awesome job. Check out their show. But for Danny's favorite opening scene in a sports movie, say, can we consider the big Lebowski a bowling movie? Which if you've been listening to this show, you know, we'll, we're pretty liberal when it comes to what we're considering a sports movie. Uh, he said, if so, it's intro is so good. The tumbleweed rolling through Los Angeles with a Sam Elliott voiceover, iconic opening scene. Also, the opening dream pep rally sequence from Bring It On Rules. It introduces some of the main characters and does a great job of setting the tone for how fun this movie is about to be. So with Bring It On, I mean, the, I have nothing to comment on the Big Lebowski scene. He's 100% right. That's great. With Bring It On, that was one that, much like Mystery Alaska, which we're, you know, we're covering here soon, I, have not, I had not seen the movie before I covered it, and I covered it on a very early iteration of this podcast back in the, the original name days uh, when your boy was very, very stiff on Mike completely incapable of, of doing something like this Patriots Choice episode. But that is one that I did not have that that 90s nostalgia for, 2000, whenever it came out. But I loved it. I, th- I think Bring It On is awesome. I think that's a, still a really, really good movie. It's obviously a little, you know, little problematic in today's day and age. But most most things from that that era are, especially teen movies. I love Bring It On. So that, that might be a movie. If you want this podcast to revisit Bring It On, leave a review or, you know, holler at me on Twitter or something like that. Cause I, I would love any reason to, to touch that movie again. Um, next up my guy, Steve Rogers, AKA captain America, uh, bull Durham's montage through Annie Savoy's sh- shrine. Her narration is classic. It's kind of the, the church of baseball scene, a uh, little spoiler alert. That's on my list as well. It's a great one. Uh, Steve also says major leagues montage with Randy Newman's burn on playing. So when I think of, major leagues opening it's really good it's like they're they're going through the city it's the um you know the the groundskeepers they're shitty uh but my favorite montage in major league i always think of i always feel like major league starts when spring training starts um it's still it's still a really funny one you have the janitor from um from uh what's that show scrubs the janitor from scrubs he's he's got a little cameo in that so uh both both good scenes so lastly, on the best opening scenes front, uh, Mike D, he says, for sentimental value, I love the opening of The Sandlot and transitioning from Smalls in the press box talking about Babe Ruth calling a shot. Don't, this is my insert. Never forget, Smalls took Vince Gully's job. Uh, so transitioning from Smalls in the press box talking about Babe Ruth calling a shot and then rolling into the scene of the boys on the school playground playing baseball and Benny getting in a pickle while finger popping time by Hank Ballard and the Midnighters plays. That straight up takes me into the story about kids growing up playing Sandlot ball. Sandlot was a tough cut on my on my top five list. Um, I will I will get into that list in a second, but that is that is a great 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 scene. Uh, great submission by Mike D. I want to I want to throw out a clarification for any any patrons of this show, any person who's thinking about you know uh, supporting the show a little bit and want to participate. The patrons choice these submissions are available to all patrons. Uh, they from you know from whatever tier. Uh, I want to hear from everyone, so that's just a, a little clarification there. But thanks to everyone who chimed in with their their best opening scene. So best opening scene for me, I, I did a, a a list of five. Not in any particular order, uh, but 
you know, here, here are mine. Um, this is one that should surprise no one because I'm trying to mention this movie as much as possible in the show. Everybody wants some. That is Jake driving into the house, getting introduced to all the teammates. It gives us a little exposition because it's it's clearly his first weekend in college. He's a, he says he's a freshman. He meets all these guys. They go out drinking. That movie makes me happy. That scene makes me want to watch it in its entirety every time. I also want to give a shout-out to my guy, Ryan Nigel Yeager, who did not participate in in this in this in the opening scene thing, but he is rewatching everybody wants some again. And I'm looking forward to hearing what he thinks about that because he didn't really love it the first time I would give anyone who did not like everybody wants some upon first watch, just a quick challenge. Give it one more chance. Um, I enjoyed it my first time, but I didn't love it as much as I love it. Now I would give that movie one more chance. If you weren't as big on it, I was the same way with days and confused. I didn't love, love, love days and confused the first time. I really enjoy it now. Everybody wants some. Give it one more chance, folks. All right, second up for me is the opener to Moneyball. So that is when the A's are losing. Uh, I, I should say, if you haven't seen any of these movies, it's it's going to be an obvious spoiler alert. Uh, the A's are losing, and I believe the, the 01 ALDS, and Billy Bean is watching in that quiet stadium alternating the radio on and off. It is beautifully shot. It gives you a little insight into how much of a fucking psychopath this guy is. Uh, it, it just wonderful, wonderful start to a sports movie. It's funny. It's about, it's about the baseball. We're really just like listening to the game. Um, the security guards watching it as, as Billy walks by, turns it off as Billy's walking. Uh, really, really good scene. Uh, next up Friday night lights, the beginning of Friday night lights. It's when the guys are showing up to practice boobies running. We get the sports talk radio. We get the exposition. We find out how highly paid Gary Gaines is. We find out the pressure on this team to win state we find out how rabbit the town is about it um, we hear about booby miles we see Derek luke is just solid muscle running into that stadium and then we go right into that first practice it's a, a great great opener again i really think friday night lights is the best football movie ever made the longer i do the show the more firm i am with that take uh fourth for me not not fourth not in any particular order i said that but next up uh the bull durham the shrine of annie savoy shrine of baseball scene that uh steve rogers mentioned earlier it's a great one and then last coach carter which again gives us exposition we see we're in it, it's coach carter he's trying to we we alternate from coach carter trying to make it to the game between richmond and saint francis right there at the beginning we find out we're in we're in kind of a tough part of town um it's part of town that not all of us probably live in uh, this team isn't great. They're getting their ass beat. It gives us kind of the big bad guy in a sense, the Ty Crane, the next LeBron James, who then says he's the only Ty Crane. And we find out right after the game, the coach is done with this shit. So, uh, and, and coach Carter's son plays for St. Francis and he's a freshman. We get a lot of stuff in that first scene as the credits are rolling. We get some cool basketball. We get some good dunks, which is a theme of that movie. I can't wait to cover that movie. That's a lot of good basketball in that movie, but uh, those are my five. Um, again, thanks for everyone who chimed into best opening scene. Let's take a quick ad break, and then we're going to get back with the sports movie performance that we think deserves some recognition at the Oscars. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, we are back. So this next category was suggested by Zachary Shelton. Hat tip to to my guy, Zachary Shelton. He asked, which performances from a sports movie do you wish would have gotten recognized at the Oscars? So when you think about sports movies at the Oscars, we've we've had some wins. We've had some recognition, mostly boxing movies. Um, obviously, Rocky wins Best Picture. Million Dollar Baby wins Best Picture. You get nominations for Raging Bull, nominations for Moneyball. Chariots of Fire wins Best Picture. Um, some, you know, some acting performances, De Niro picks up a best actor for Raging Bull. Um, Stallone gets nominated for Rocky. Stallone gets nominated for best supporting actor, doesn't win for Creed, stuff like that. So, um, there, there hasn't been as, as much love for sports movies. I would love to see a, just a sports movie Oscars. Hey, that's actually a great idea. Might be, might be rolling that out. Might holster that, might delete that from this patron's choice episode. Not sure. Um, but so Zachary Shelton threw out the, you know, which which performances from sports movies get ignored at the Oscars. Now, a lot of, you know, what gets brought up at the Oscars, it's who's campaigning, who, you know, who's put in the effort, it's what was, you know, what was highly seen, what was popular at the time, what caught momentum. Like, we might get a sports movie best actor win this year with King Richard. Uh, again, I want to acknowledge Zachary, who uh, tweeted at me, asked if I was going to be doing an episode on King Richard. I'm not going to do an episode in our traditional sense, breaking down the movie right now, um, give some people, you know, a little more time to see it, see how it kind of rewatchable it gets in the, in the lexicon a little bit, but I will, my plan for December is to do something talking about a few things I've watched recently, uh, one being King Richard and then two under the radar, a little more independent, um, sports movies that one is called jockey one is called the novice uh and i'll, I'll kind of wrap those all into a, a three-part episode just kind of talking about who those might be right for if it, if it might be something you might um might want to see but bringing it bringing it back will smith is going to get nominated for king richard he might win he was very good i think i would love to see him win it's will smith that's that's our guy that's that's us folks that's the 90s so I'm going to lead off with the guy who suggested the category himself, uh, Zachary Shelton. Zachary's first first guy who he wanted to get some more recognition is Chadwick Boseman in 42. The thing I know about Zachary is he loves, uh, loves the movie 42. He also loves the second movie suggested, Josh Lucas and Glory Road. Josh Lucas is good because he's, he's kind of like Darren and I talked about Jason Bateman. My buddy Darren Vaught and I talked about Jason Bateman on Bad Words being able to have a be able to play kind of a scummy, unlikable guy, but also a wholesome guy. And Josh Lucas in Glory Road is is that. Um, he becomes he's that in like kind of Sweet Home Alabama as well. He's a real piece of shit in Ford vs Ferrari. Um, so that that's like a fun one. And he also says Kurt Russell and Miracle. A little spoiler alert: that's not the last time Kurt Russell and Miracle is going to get mentioned on this episode. Um, the interesting one for me out of Zachary's series, Chadwick Boseman in Forty Two. That's a role, and I think. 
I think Bozeman was capable. I'm not sure the script and what that movie was trying to accomplish was capable of letting him go to the heights of of really getting that Oscar attention with that movie. Again, I think Chadwick Boseman and Spike Lee's 42 could have done that because uh, I mean, you know, we we saw what we saw from Boseman. Um, you know, it's a it's a bummer he didn't win for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but he's incredible in that. He's very good in 42. He's the best part of 42 for me. Um, he is very, very, very good. I would have, you know, especially knowing what we know now, would have loved to see him get that nomination, have that, you know, have that pelt on the wall as far as, um, you know, getting recognized for, for a great performance. So next up is my guy, Aaron Figueroa, who offered one name, one name only, a name that I am in full agreement with. It is Daniel Brühl and Rush. As we all know, Rush kicks ass. That's Ron Howard. That is Chris Hemsworth. That is Daniel Brühl. Daniel Brühl for me, and I'm sure you know Aaron would agree on this based on his submission, is the best part of that movie. He is so compelling in every single scene he's in. I certainly, I love Hemsworth. I think he's awesome as James Hunt. I love the racing scenes in general, but Brühl is absolutely electric, and I don't mean that in like some hyperbole way of you know uh, of blowing out his performance, but he really is, and he's he's um he's not electric like outlandish it's just everything he's doing is so gripping and he's so dialed into that character he's, he's got that intensity that i would imagine that the real life nikki louder brought that scene where it's it's the race before before he eventually gets in that crash and he's trying to convince all the racers to um he, he's just saying it's not safe to race and he is he commands that scene and he goes he duels a little bit with with hemsworth as hunt in that one um, but it's it's a really really good performance. Uh, I would have I would have loved to have seen that movie get a little more attention. Anyways, um, for a Ron Howard movie, I it it went a little you know it flew just a little bit under the radar. I think I didn't even see it in theaters. I wish I could. Um, just an awesome awesome experience. And yeah, Brule is Brule is great. Following that up with Danny Weiser, the aforementioned Danny Weiser again, co-host of the Rank Kings, a podcast that is excellent that I will be on very soon. Uh, Danny said, I think Gene Hackman should have gotten at least a nomination for his role in Hoosiers. Now, what's interesting about that is that Hackman didn't get nominated. Hackman was very, very good in that movie. Barry Pepper, not Barry Pepper, Dennis Hopper. Why do I get those two mixed up, even though they're from completely different generations? That is uh, that is tough. Uh, Dennis Hopper gets nominated as the town drunk shooter. Certainly a more showy performance, but uh, yeah, Hackman is very, very, very good in that one. I um, still haven't actually covered Hoosiers. Uh, there was an episode of the rewatchables on that this, uh, this past week. If you're a fan of that podcast, like I am, um, Danny also says, and then of course, Robert Redford in the natural, I, I'm all for that. Uh, I think Redford is, is perfect in that role. Um, speaking of the rewatchables, I know Bill Simmons's main gripe with the natural is that Robert Redford is too old. I would disagree. Kind of like the age, kind of like that. It's, it's clear that this is a last hurrah for him, for that guy. So, um, yeah, no, I think I think Redford is is great in the natural. I would say that it is his for me. I mean, I haven't I haven't exhausted the entire Redford catalog, but like I like that. I think he is better in the natural than All the President's Men, even though All the President's Men is a better movie. Um Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is both a better movie and he's better in it than uh than natural. I'll be quick with this next one. Uh, Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, said Babe Ruth should get a posthumous, posthumous Lifetime Achievement Award. 
uh, Lifetime Achievement Oscar for being the only performer it seems to have ever gotten himself right. Now, he says that with a winky face, and that's a very good point because Babe Ruth has been so badly portrayed in so many movies, especially by John Goodman in The Babe, which is fucking horrible. Uh, Babe Ruth was himself in uh, the, uh, Pride, the Pride of the Yankees. Um, I believe he was also himself in something else. Can't remember, but uh, yeah, that's... I mean, shout out, shout out to Babe. Somehow, somehow a, a hard character for Hollywood to get. That's that's kind of shocking, to be honest. Someone someone should be able to give that a good run. Uh, Connell McNeilis said Kurt Russell and Miracle for sure, just like uh, just like Zachary Shelton did as well. Um, again, like the the Kurt Russell performance. So that goes into the argument of there. There's been this thing of should the Oscars have like a best original role, kind of like they do with best adapted screenplay, and best original screenplay, best original role and best performance, like best, best imitation, essentially, um, like Kurt Russell is doing as Herb Brooks. But for, I've seen a few, like few videos of Herb Brooks and it seems like Kurt Russell both nailed that guy and just nailed that performance in general. He's so, he's, he's incredible in that movie. Um, just captures, captures every bit about it. That speech, incredible speech, multiple incredible speeches, multiple incredible moments. Um, big chill, you know, big chills everywhere. The God Gavin O'Connor, you folks get it. Uh, Connell also says, I would add Tim McGraw's Billingsley's dad in Friday Night Lights. He said is also incredible and explosions in the sky for the score. Everyone else did. Everyone just did Oscars, but or uh, just did, did actors for uh, for the score. But explosions in the sky, that soundtrack, I mean, that makes Friday Night Lights. Again, Connell says he ends it with, in all caps, give Friday Night Lights all the Oscars. Again, that's I think it's the best football movie ever made. This this episode just doing this is just convincing me. The best football movie ever made. So much is good about it. McGraw is great. Like great as a a scummy shitty dad to Billingsley. Awesome awesome stuff. We'll wrap up from the patron point of view with Mike D, the great Mike D. He said I agree with Zachary and Danny on Chadwick Boseman in 42 and Gene Hackman and Hoosiers deserving some Oscar love. I would also throw out James Earl Jones for best supporting actor in Field of Dreams and Robert Duvall in days of thunder now i'll i'll hold on james earl jones for a moment because my list is coming up robert duvall and days of thunder love robert duvall and days of thunder robert duvall and days of thunder is also similar to one of my favorite robert duvall performances in gone in 60 seconds which not an oscar worthy movie but folks if you want gone in 60 seconds covered on this podcast i want gone in 60 seconds covered on this podcast so nominate it for a a next movie of the month for uh for january and and vote it in because i'll cover it because i love that movie but duvall is also great in, in days of thunder um great great choices i'll let's let's get into i guess let's get into my list because let's let's talk james earl jones and field of dreams just for that speech you know the you know baseball in fact i i won't do it he'll do it it'll be as if they dip themselves in magic waters the memories will be so thick they'll have to Brush them away from their faces. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray. You sell now or you lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has ruled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball mark the time this field this game is a part of our past Ray it reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again 
People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Yeah, just that speech alone should get a guy an Oscar, but he's awesome in that whole movie. The scene where he gets kidnapped, allegedly. Um, you know, the the scene in the the part of that movie I love is when they're they're looking for Doc Brown. They're reading the woman's obituary that she wrote about him. And he's like, you know, you wrote this, you're a good writer. Like I just James Earl Jones is, is wonderful in that. He he goes from old curmudgeon to just filled with glee by the time he gets to the field and I, I think it's a great performance the rest of mine um th- this one is chuck costner is crash davis nominate that man for an oscar it's one of the best characters ever one of the best sports movie characters ever incredible performance um also sarandon is annie savoy she's been just fantastic in that movie like that that's a one-two punch that i would have been i would have been all for it give them oscars give them the damn oscars um tom hardy and warrior would be a good one for me. Uh, you know, obviously Nolte got the nomination, um, but I think Hardy Nolte is great, and he gets the he gets the more I guess the more like juicy in a sense of he gets that that breakdown scene that is you know he he falls off the wagon and and Hardy has to hold him in the hotel room and that's the scene that they played I believe in the Oscar clip they either played that or the one in the casino when it's a lot of silent acting by by Nolte, like a lot of facial acting. But that's that's Hardy and Nolte going at it together. Um, you know, that that scene in the casino, Hardy's incredible in that, telling off telling off Nolte. And like Hardy's a guy who's clearly going through a lot. Um, he also like he got physical for the part. I think that matters. Um, I think the fact that he turned himself into this realistic looking MMA fighter and you know we all know Tom Hardy loves to transform himself and stuff like that but um yeah I I think Hardy and Miracle is just incredible incredible work um uh, my last actor who I I would want to get some some shine in the Oscars and this one's a little a little out of left field I guess but that would be Walter Matthau in the Bad News Bears who is generally still like very very funny in that movie um, he care carrying a movie with children with mostly children. He's surrounded by children. Yes. Funny children. Yes. Children like Jack Earl Haley, who are going to have great careers, but still children. And that's difficult. And math was funny. He kind of creates this character. Um, I, I love his performance. I love that movie. Um, it is, hasn't aged nearly as badly as some other movies that are almost 50 years old. So I, I would, I would have been fine with it. 77 is the uh, the 77 Oscars that Bad News Bears would have been in. That is the Rocky year. That's Stallone get nominated. So we already had some sports movie representation there, but it's still, it's it's awesome. I'm a huge, uh, huge Bad News Bears fan. That movie was originally scheduled to be covered almost two years ago. The guest flaked on me. I never heard back from him. And that movie hasn't been brought to cover since. So it might have to be something that gets done soon. So that is that, our November patrons' choice. Want to give a big shout-out to all patrons who suggested topics, all patrons who contributed. I am hoping that at some point these episodes become an hour and a half long. We get input from anyone on the Patreon, anyone who wants to contribute to this podcast. Um, Again, hugely appreciative to anyone who has joined, anyone who's supporting the show, anyone who's voting on movies to be covered, giving their input. Um, you know, I started this podcast because I love sports movies and, you know, the reason we've got patrons, the reason we've got listeners is because a lot of people love sports movies. These topics are very fun to debate. They're fun to just, you know, talk out. I I would love to do some hypothetical scenarios with this, you know, sooner or later. 
So um, big thanks to everyone who has listened to this and the entirety of this Patient's Choice episode. Like I said, next week, uh, Mystery Alaska with my buddy Mike Schubert. Looking forward to watching that one. Looking forward to covering it. Uh, and we've got a great month of December planned thanks to these patrons. So uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate, leave a review, and we'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.